Happy holidays, everyone. You're listening to Deck the Hallmark Podcast. My name is Maggie, and I am recapping every new Hallmark Channel original movie airing on the Hallmark Channel from now until Christmas Day. Today, I'm talking about Marry Me at Christmas, which aired on October 28th, which is in October, which is not Christmas. (laughs) And I'm reviewing this from a queer, fat, feminist point of view, which is not this movie's demographic. But here I am, here you are, here we go. So Marry Me at Christmas is a story about two thin white people who fall in love. A.K.A. every single Hallmark movie. I thought I'd read the uh, Hallmark description of this from their website. So, this is Merry Me at Christmas, according to Hallmark. Organizing a Christmas wedding is a true treat for bridal boutique owner Madeline Krug. She loves the challenge of finding the perfect dress for the bride and orchestrating an exquisite event. What Madeline didn't expect was to be swept off her feet by the bride's gorgeous brother, a movie star, Johnny Blaze. That is not his last name in the movie. That's so funny. It's Blake. In the movie, it's Blake. Here it says Blaze. Hilarious. That's wrong. Johnny came, J-O-N-N-Y, by the way, is Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y. Johnny came to the quirky town of Fool's Gold to support his sister, not to fall in love. Yet, Madeline is the most extraordinary woman he's ever met. Planning the perfect wedding leads to candlelit dinners and strolls through snow-covered streets. Madeline finds the real Johnny even more captivating than her celebrity crush. Will the action star be brave enough to take on the role of a lifetime? Okay, (laughs) so I have notes. Um, So first of all, this takes place in a town in California called called Fool's Gold, which I'm going to check and see if that's actually a real place. My God, I think it's real. Oh my gosh. So this movie takes place in a little town called Fool's Gold, which is in California. Uh, Just Googling it, the, the first search result is welcome to fool's gold the destination for romance so they knew what they were doing uh it's the parade capital of california (laughs) interesting uh so it takes place in this real town which with a hilarious name um and it's about this woman who they call madeline in the um description but everyone calls her maddie so i don't know that they needed to prove that more i guess um but so she lives in this town she runs a bridal boutique she's a co-owner of a bridal boutique with this other woman who has dark hair um maddie has very curly blonde hair um and her partner has very dark brown hair so that's how you can tell them apart so i've nicknamed this movie the woman with a million coats because maddie has a like every single scene it feels like she has a different coat and a different ensemble and i'll hit all of them as we go through because i did make note of them um but right now she's wearing a a beige number uh with a green scarf um but we find out soon that the boutique is not doing well and they might have to close after christmas um and it's it's just not looking good um she lives with her parents which is very interesting and she is looking for love apparently her boyfriend left her like three years ago um and that's just kind of her little really quick backstory so she's in her boutique and this you know young couple comes and they're like oh we're getting married we need help this smaller thin white woman with blonde hair uh needs help planning her wedding 
and the wedding is on Christmas Eve, which they never say actually how far away it is. Time is very weird in this movie, um, but it's definitely before Christmas, and her, her wedding needs to be on Christmas Eve, so she recruits Maddie to help uh, her plan it, essentially. Let me cut to some place in Hollywood where Johnny Blake not Johnny Blaze, um, is meeting with his manager because he's he doesn't want to do this sequel or third sequel or whatever to a movie. Um, and he is going to fool's gold, uh, even though his manager doesn't want him to. But he's like, no, it's, it's important. Uh, so he, you know, is like, I'm out of here. Bye-bye. In the next scene, Maddie is with our new young small blonde friend whose name is Ginger, which is kind of cute. Um, they're having peppermint mochas, which I don't like. Um, and <laughs> Maddie is wearing a red coat. It's kind of, it's like a white and red woven coat. So it's red, but it almost looks pink from far away. And a bright red beret and uh, a red scarf. So she's very matchy-matchy. Um, and they're just talking about how this girl has like, no idea what she's doing for a wedding. And then this woman, who is never really identified, is like, oh, why don't you plan her wedding? And Maddie's like, oh, I don't know. She's like, oh, do it. So then they do it. And it's happening. So cut to Johnny. He goes into some kind of really cute coffee place. And then we actually find out that Johnny is Ginger's brother and he's in full skull to help her plan her last minute wedding. Johnny is a thin, attractive blonde man. Um, so very diverse cast here. There's a weird theme in this movie of like the older generation in the in like not knowing how to use modern technology not just like just like not even like oh I don't know how to use this but like I would never use that who would use that which is very unrealistic um to me because most people who are older do use at least Facebook but uh, so this woman asks for a selfie and she takes it with a Polaroid camera which is just hilarious and, and weird um and they kind of mention that their parents are not there anymore uh so that was a little hint. Um, and then we got to the next scene and Maddie is in a burgundy coat um, and a burgundy and white scarf. She has no hat this time, no matching beret, but I believe this is the third different coat that we have seen her in so far. They're trying to pick out the wedding dress um, and then they hug each other, which is weird because they just met. And then we find out that Johnny really likes to draw and uh, that's like his like secret vulnerable artist talent i guess the next scene we have another coat on maddie this is a black and white plaid coat uh with the red scarf made an appearance again um and they i just did not think that she had chemistry with the guy who plays johnny they're supposed to but i really don't think they do but they're at some kind of tree cutting farm cut your own tree carry your own tree getting their christmas tree this movie really hits every possible single christmas tradition thing that you could ever do so we're starting off with getting the tree and then they suddenly divulge into a snowball fight which is what a lot of grown adults do in the middle of a work day in the middle of town uh, but I will say the snow looks pretty real in this movie. Uh, I would I would bargain that this was real snow. The ground looked wet. It looked like real smell, snow. So I was pretty, pretty impressed with that. This episode of Deck the Hallmark Podcast is brought to you by Kathy's Coat Emporium. You don't wear the same outfit every day, so why settle for only one coat? 
At Kathy's Coat Emporium, you'll find pea coats, parkas, wool coats, wrap coats, and even trench coats for every occasion. Go to kathyscoats.com and use the code DECKTHEHALLMARK at checkout to receive a matching scarf and beret for no extra cost. Now I'd like to give an award <laughs> for the gayest moment of this movie. I've decided that's going to be my award in this in this podcast is the gayest moment. So the gayest moment in this movie is after their snowball fight. Um, Johnny's like, oh, how are you so good? And then Maddie says that she was the all-state champion in softball. And that, my friends, is the gayest moment of this movie. Cut to another scene. Oh, a different coat. This coat is green. This is a really pretty green pea coat. I think this may have been my favorite coat of all this time. And then we get to meet her parents. Um, and again, this is another example of the of the parents being so out of touch and the old people being so out of touch they don't know who he is he is a really big action movie star and they say that oh they don't like action movies but like the, the way they're framing old people in this town is very strange um, but we do find out that ginger the small blonde girl getting married does coding and web design and you know like good for her that's a cool current job um, and, and that's I mean that's nice some job diversity is nice so this interaction is happening in the middle of town, and then suddenly Santa arrives, and again, I still don't know what day it is, what time of the day it is, is it the weekend? Do not know. Then they go back to her parents' house, and there's like a fruitcake joke, which is again like, this is just so generic. This is such a generic Christmas movie. I'm like, Hallmark, are you trying? And they're like, of course not. No one's watching this. This is on October 28th. So you know what? fair enough so then johnny leaves his house leaves her house and he forgot his bag so she takes out the bag and then it's snowing and it's romantic and you know you get it um one thing i really noticed in this movie is that i have never in my life known a man who was so invested in wedding planning that johnny blake is because he really wants to be involved in this wedding and he keeps making decisions that flaunt his money and I understand what, what they're trying to create, like, the dichotomy of, like, what she wants and what he wants. But why does he want? And also, the husband seems to have no input in any of this. It's just very strange. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, not to, you know, not to play into gender stereotypes, but generally, men, especially if they're not even involved in the wedding, do not put this much effort into planning a wedding. Anyway, then when Christmas car carolers come by, <laughs> of course, we need to have Christmas carolers. So it's like a quartet of carolers, and they come and sing, um, and they're like, oh, we're going to have them at the wedding. Great. Then there's a Christmas tree lighting. Okay, sure. What day is it? Most Christmas tree lightings happen the day after Thanksgiving. Is it that day? What day is it? What day is it? I do not know. Okay, well then we see that her co-owner of the boutique takes a sneaky phone picture of Madeline Maddie talking to Blake because she wants to use um, Blake's celebrity to get more, you know, traffic to their store so that they can stay open so they don't go under, which I totally get. But Johnny specifically asked them not to do this because he wants to keep his privacy, you know, in fool's gold. I get it. It's fine. And then there's another scene where they're looking for gifts, but then Santa can't come. He's sick. Then Johnny decides to be Santa. I guess because he's an actor. I don't know at this point. So <laughs> then something happened. 
but for the first time in this movie, I felt something. I had feelings. Uh, so there's a little boy who goes to sit on Santa's lap, which is Johnny, and asks Santa if uh, he can bring his dad back because his dad died. And this did make me feel sad because, you know, little kids whose dad died, that's pretty sad. Uh, but then you kind of understand that, okay, Johnny's parents are dead also. And he says something really nice to the kid, like, um, you know, do you talk to your dad every night before you go to sleep? And the little kid's like, yeah. And he's like, well, he can hear you and never stop doing that. And it was nice. Um, and it made me cry a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to... Who knows, the next day, later that day, I don't know, and a wedding dress came, and it's a really ugly wedding dress, and it turns out that Johnny bought this wedding dress, and here's my question, why would a man buy a wedding dress for his sister? Why? I don't know. But then, of course, they all agree it's ugly because it was like $10,000, and it's a $10,000 dress, so it doesn't look good. It looks high fashion, which no one wants. Um, and then, <laughs> all this time, everyone is kind of pushing Maddie and, and Johnny to be together, but they don't really want to be together, even though they do like each other, because, you know, different worlds, she's hurt, la la la, etc., etc. So after the whole dress thing, Maddie's like, oh, do you guys want to go get something, like a drink at the bar? They have a Christmas candy cane, like, cocktail, which is gross to me. Uh, and everyone says no, except for Johnny. And so they're like, okay, we'll go, but it's not a date, but it's, like, totally a date. So they go, um, and then they run into, of course, Maddie's ex-boyfriend, who's with his new girlfriend. And this was a really good time to be on a date with a movie star, because while Maddie is talking to her ex-boyfriend Ted and his new girlfriend she's like oh my god Johnny Blake is here and Maddie's like oh yeah I've seen him around but of course he comes back and he's like oh sorry about that and like they sit down together and you know that's a pretty good ex moment like that would feel really good so I'm happy for her about that um and then they finally almost kiss but they almost kiss while leaning over the cocktail table which I've never seen anyone do and it sounds really uncomfortable so again you know the real this this just doesn't feel authentic to me um you know carrying on with that theme of not feeling authentic Ginger then asks Maddie to be her maid of honor this is sounding more and more like fan fiction and I'm wondering if it is Maddie is wearing another coat a light green coat this time different than the first green coat that I liked so then there's a tree decorating montage and we find out that his parents did die so then there's a tree decorating montage and we find out that his parents did die Blake's parents did die um, and then they have this kind of deep talk saying you can trust me like to each other which you know is more foreshadowing it's like you know something's gonna happen where they think they can't trust each other and that co-owner took the pictures of them talking you know you know you know so then he has to like leave really quickly which is very abrupt and they're watching tv later um, Maddie and with her family and they see he's on some kind of like date with a co-star and then they get into like a fight because the secret photos go up and like you don't trust me you don't trust me whatever um so they're then they're fighting and they're like oh I'm glad we're not together drama drama Maddie goes in and tells off her business partner and is like we are done and um, then her business partner apologizes and then she takes her back which I wouldn't have done but this is a Hallmark movie and not my real life 
So finally, it is wedding day. It is Christmas Eve. I don't know how long it's been. Could have been a week. Could have been three weeks. Truly have no idea. Maddie's hair, which has been very curly up to this point, is like almost straight. Um, and it looks very nice. I noticed that these women are like, both of them, her and Ginger, are just like so thin. Like, I just wish that these movies had more people that had more average bodies. Like, Hallmark movies are supposed to be like the you know, the, like, every American's movie. But it's, like, most Americans don't look like that. So I don't understand why it's, like, every single movie has to have women who's, like, I could fit one hand around their whole bicep. Like, I just don't get it. Maddie goes in and tells off her business partner and is, like, we are done. And uh, then her business partner apologizes. And then she takes her back, which I wouldn't have done, but... This is a Hallmark movie and not my real life. So finally, it is wedding day. It is Christmas Eve. I don't know how long it's been. Could have been a week. Could have been three weeks. Truly have no idea. Maddie's hair, which has been very curly up to this point, is like almost straight. Um, and it looks very nice. I noticed that these women are like, both of them, her and Ginger, are just like so thin. Like, I just wish that these movies had more people that had more average bodies like hallmark movies are supposed to be like the you know the like every american's movie but it's like most americans don't look like that so i don't understand why it's like every single movie has to have women who's like i could fit one hand around their whole bicep like i just don't get it anyway they're really thin, which I can tell because they're in wedding dresses. So, you know, their arms are available for seeing. So the carolers sing uh, as the wedding is going on. Blake is talking about how their parents died. Um, and I guess he's walking her down the aisle. I realize now that Ginger looks a lot like Cheryl from Riverdale. Very similar features. Um, and then the officiate is actually a woman, which is kind of cool. Hallmark, thank you for, you know doing that at least i guess and she's also wearing a suit i thought about this for the gayest moment softball champion is definitely the gayest moment but i did like this gay officiate who was wearing a suit she was pretty cool after the wedding maddie talks to blake and he gives her all of the drawings that he had been doing of fool's gold and she's like you really captured this place and i thought this was weird and then they kiss for the very first time inside a church right after his sister's wedding. Um, and they go outside and greet everyone else. And then we find out that he actually, he's like, you know what? I have enough money. I've made enough money that I can just buy a house and stay here in fool's gold. And he tells her that. And then they make out in a church. And then they go outside and then kiss more outside. And then there's snow. And there's a horse-drawn carriage, and the movie ends. And that, my friends, is the recap of The Woman with Curly Hair and a Thousand Coats, also known as Marry Me at Christmas. <laughs> this movie went on for a really long time to the point where it was like not even halfway over, and I was like, is this done yet? I really do like Hallmark movies, but when they're bad, they're just... They're just bad. Um, so this was not my favorite, but what can you expect again from a movie they play 
at the end of October, it's probably not going to be the best movie. Um, I didn't think the acting was bad. Again, the characters were not very diverse. Um, even in, like, body shape, I think there was, like, one fat person in this whole thing. Um, and she may have had, like, three lines. So, that's kind of a bummer. Um, everyone was white and conventionally attractive, so nothing new there. Um, I would give this movie... We need some kind of rating system. We'll do fruitcakes. I would give this movie two out of five fruitcakes for unoriginality. So that's all there is to say about Marry Me at Christmas. Again, my name is Maggie. I am the host of this podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Maggie McGills. Everything like will be in the show notes. And I will see you next week when we will be discussing Christmas Festival of Ice and Miss Christmas. See you then.